Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Voices for Change 2.0, the only podcast that focuses on mental health while mixing in movies, music, books, sports, and pop culture. Here are your hosts, Rebecca and Joe Lombardo. Hey, good morning and welcome to Voices for Change 2.0. Uh, I am Joe, and the beautiful, wonderful woman sitting next to me is my lovely wife, Rebecca. Hello. Hello, Rebecca. How are you? Uh, I'm uh, eternally in love with you. That's how I am. <laughs> uh-huh. I love you too, babe. <laughs> um, thought we'd change it up a little bit and have me start off the show as my poor beloved is... Dying. <laughs> Well, we all we all are dying, really, aren't oh, we? That's from happy. from that's from the happy thought. It starts the day we were born. So yes, sir. Um, but this is not that ear waxing philosophical and in a, I, I a think, stupid time. I think that I'm throwing, but I'm thrown. Yep. <laughs> See what I did there. Anyway, um, yeah, no, she's not feeling that great. So uh, I'm gonna do a little bit more of the talking uh, this week. Than she is, and uh, I'd like to start off by saying I'm sorry for that. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're going to get uh, terrible jokes, and God knows what else. Um, have mercy uh, on I you all. I apologize for my uh, nasally, disgusting-sounding voice. It's a little bit better than it was a few minutes ago, but it's it's still pretty rough. Yeah, yeah, poor my poor baby. So it's going around. You know, you got you got to love the. Uh, the weather change and, and all that stuff, all this stuff is going around. Our uh, our great niece is sick to our little five month old bundle of joy. Um, so yeah, it's it's going around pretty bad. Um, but uh, anyway, we wanted to. Uh, okay, so we uh, we wanted to say really quick thank you to all of our listeners for hanging in with us over the last couple of weeks. Uh, this is our first show back. Um, it's, it's been a crazy couple of weeks. Um, we've had, uh, family members with health issues besides the, uh, the weather change cold stuff. And our, for those of you that are longtime listeners know that our, uh, mm-hmm. oldest cat, there is a message for me. <laughs> sorry. Oh, sorry, Jarvis tri- chiming in there. Um, our, our oldest cat, Haley, uh, has been sick as well and uh multiple trips to the vet including this morning and uh, apparently it's stress our our poor little one is just stressed out and it's having a terrible effect on her so um she's on medication and uh you know we're we're hoping that she's going to be on the mend pretty soon um you know she's going on 18 years old so wow but you wouldn't know it no, no, I really wouldn't. Thankfully. You know, she's uh, she's amazing. You know, just the, one of the best cats in the world. And if you follow us on Twitter and Instagram, you know, also one of the prettiest cats in the Absolutely. world. Absolutely. She has a fan base larger than ours, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's what's going on there. So thank you so much for your patience and understanding, uh, you know, as we try and get through multiple crises uh out of the lombardo household so there's that um the other the other big thing is uh you know yesterday was april 26th and for those of us that are comic book geeks nerds 
what have you, it was a big day. It was uh, the release of Avengers Endgame, the 22nd Marvel movie to be released over the last 10 years and uh, a culmination of everything seen in previous Marvel movies leading up to this. Now, we haven't seen it yet, um, so if you have uh, and you tweet to us or anything, just remember, Thanos demands your silence. Uh, don't spoil the end game. Um, we're going to go on hashtag. hashtag. Uh, we're going to go on Tuesday. Um, that is your birthday, my love. That is my birthday. I am becoming a decrepit old man. Hey, I'm already that age. I'm older than you, so don't do that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, I, I said I am. I didn't say anything about you I know, being what decrepit. What does that say about me? I'm older than you. It doesn't matter. You're, you're <laughs> aging better than I am. Yeah, right. So, you know, you're as, I as you my steel, <laughs> steel cop. Yeah, you know, well, there, there is if, that. If if at times during the show it it's not, sounds kind of silent on our end, it's probably because I muted the microphone to cough. So just be prepared for that. Yeah, poor baby. So yeah, so she's dealing with that. So we're we're very very excited about uh, going to see Endgame. I'm 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 excited, but I'm so like torn about it because I know at the end of that three hours it's just going to be like whoa. Yeah. The 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 spoiler-free review stuff that I've seen online has been, you know, <clears throat> you're gonna laugh, you're gonna cry. It's just a, it sounds like a whole big emotional roller coaster. Uh, we probably need to bring tissues. Mm-hmm. So there's that, you know, and it's funny because you know you watch a trailer for it, and you know trailers maybe 30 seconds or whatever, and you're seeing all the stuff, and you're like, oh my god, they're gonna give away so much, and then I stop and I think. It's a three-hour movie. Yeah. What are they going to give away in a 30-second trailer, you know? Mm-hmm. Although, I have to watch myself with that because going back a couple of years to Batman versus Superman, they gave away a lot in the trailers. And it's like, dude, come on. So, you know. Yeah, hope- well, it was funny because there was stuff that I was predicting that was going to happen in that movie. And with the first couple of trailers – they didn't show it, but then the next, after I predicted it, they started showing the trailers with, with, with all the stuff. Like, should I say it? Yeah, there's plenty. Most people have seen those by now, right? Batman versus Superman. Yeah. Um, spoiler alert. Yeah. Spoiler <laughs> so, alert. Spoiler I, alert. I, well, you see it in the trailer. So, you know, I had predicted early on that they're gonna, you know, team up and because you see Wonder Woman eventually, mm-hmm. you know, and. It, it just it just made made sense, and I'm talking about like before the movie was even finished, I was like, all right, they're gonna team up at the end, you know, and and yeah. well, I mean that would that's kind of a common sense one though, yeah, babe, you yeah, know, because I mean it's it, it was leading to me. I'm not like the comic book geek right. family. I know you're and you're not a, as much a DC fan. You're more of a Marvel girl. Right. You're you're welcome for that. Yeah. Um, speaking of the DC universe, I, I gotta drop this really quick. Um. The series finale of Gotham aired Thursday night, and I don't know if you. Oh, stop it! I don't know if you watch it or not. It's uh, you know, it, it was an amazing show, and it was really cool watching that last episode. And they finally, spoiler alert again, uh, finally introduced Batman into the mix. Um, you can get that on Hulu now if you haven't seen the seen the whole show. Yeah. Um, yeah, they've they got it, it on there. So. And it's uh, just a brilliant, brilliant, you brilliantly. I'm saying it terribly, aren't I? 
Just pick another word. Okay. Um, it's well done. It's a it's a great show. Um, if you're on the fence about it, the the one thing I'll say is you have to muscle through the first five six episodes of the first season. But once you do that, the whole thing just kind of takes off and sucks you in. So, um, but yeah, it's sad to see that show ending. It probably could have gone on another year or two. Uh, really give uh, the kid that was playing Bruce Wayne a chance to grow into the role of Batman, you know, versus what they did uh, Thursday night, which was kind of a time jump. Uh, I don't want to give away too much on the, on the episode in case you haven't seen it. Um, but yeah, it's really, really good show. So uh, sad to see that go, but it makes room for other stuff that is coming up down the line for me. Uh, Agents of shield and I zombie and different shows like that. So and uh, just, <clears throat> pardon me, uh, just to throw this in, next week, or next month, rather, is Mental Health Awareness Month. Yes. So uh, we are really excited because we're going to be doing uh, two shows every Saturday. Um, we're going to be busy, y'all. Yeah, we're going to be very busy, and we've got some some really great guests coming uh, in May. I've worked really, really hard on coordinating all the all the different people, and um, so you know, uh, keep keep tuned in for that. It's going to be exciting, um, and we will continue to uh, strive for mental health awareness. Yeah, yeah, breaking down the stigma for sure, and um, you know. As the hashtag says, we're going to keep talking MH. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, we've made incredible strides. And, uh, you know, our, our big thing is is shining a light on all aspects of mental illness, you know, and drawing attention to, you know, mental health and ways we can improve it, uh, ways we can break down barriers. Um, all sorts of different things, um, educating on, on topics that, uh, you know, maybe you're not aware of. So that's, that's kind of where our wheelhouse is at this point, besides the music and movies and books and mm -hmm. all sorts of stuff. So, so there's that. So what's going on with our guest? Uh, well, uh, we are waiting for him. Okay. Uh, he's having a little bit of difficulty connecting to us. He's like we said, he's he's uh, from the UK, so sometimes there's a little bit of difficulty reconciling the whole connection thing. But I, I blame the ocean. <laughs> you know, there's this there's this big ocean in between us and uh, the UK. Like you know, mm -hmm. you know, if you've taken basic geometry, not geometry, geology, geology. not geometry, geography. Geography, there you go. Geography. Anyway. Um <laughs> so yeah, so we're we're just trying to get that sorted out uh with mm. our guest. And we'll... Until we've got it sorted out, we're gonna take a quick music break. Yeah. So please check out Matt Von Fossen. Van Fossen. That's what I said. No, you said Vaughn. Okay. Matt, Matt Van, Van Fossen. Fossen. <laughs> Time ain't what it used to be. That's for sure. See you on the other side, guys.
Hey guys, welcome back to Voices for Change 2.0. I'm Joe, that's Rebecca, and uh, we are still working through our technical issues. So, in the meantime, we liked that song from Mr. Matt Van Fossen so much, we thought we'd play another one. So, you are going to be listening to Where Are You Going to Run To Now?
coming up West Virginia Highway Just couldn't sleep in the bed that you made We gonna run to now We gonna run to now Radio on coffee black in your cup Don't know where you're going Only know you can't stop We gonna run to now Hey guys, welcome back to Voices for Change 2.0. Um, it's uh, it's been kind of a crazy morning for us already. Uh, again, we appreciate your patience. Um, these are the foibles that are uh, live uh, radio. Yeah. So our our guest is having trouble uh, connecting. Yeah. So uh, we may it's possible that we may not have a show today. Yeah. So, we're uh, we're working on it, but yeah. 
in the meantime, um, yeah, so next month, just to kind of reiterate, is Mental Health Awareness Month. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of great causes out there. Uh, you know, there's a lot, of, a lot of great ways you can get involved, too. Um, just look around your community. Uh, there's stuff like Out of the Darkness Walks. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a great one to get involved in. Um, what else is, is out there? Well, there's a, a bunch of uh, different organizations that you can get involved with uh, via Twitter. Uh, I personally am looking into possibly working with the um, uh, Mental Health Crisis Angels, MH Crisis Angels. Mm-hmm. They're um, an amazing. It's just, just what they've done. I... I I spoke with them about possibly getting involved because they're looking to expand their team and uh, what they have done and uh, all the things that they're, they're working on now um, is really amazing. They've really, they're not, I, I wouldn't say that they were professionals by any means, but what they've put together is a professional program. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was really, really impressed when I was reading the emails they sent me about, uh, you know, what you can do and what positions you can you can take and how the positions work. So um, I know that they're still looking for people to uh, fill up their team a little bit more. So if you're on Twitter, check out at MH Crisis, Crisis Angels. Right? I said that right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is... Uh, a little foggy right now. Yeah, got got to love uh, cold meds. Yeah. So, um, so that that's a great group to get involved in. Um, National Alliance for Mental Health is obviously a great uh, organization to connect with. Uh, International Bipolar Foundation, uh, AFSP, American Foundation on Suicide Prevention. Yes. That's another good one. Uh, There's great ways to get involved if you're so inclined or if you just need to reach out and talk to somebody. That is another big thing. You know, if you are struggling right now and, you know, you're you're having a hard time, you're dealing with anxiety, you're dealing with uh, panic attacks, you're dealing with depression, you're feeling hopeless, feel like there's no way out, talk to somebody, reach out. say, I need help, you know, whatever you need to do to get through it, do it. Um, And if you're on on the other side of it, if you've got friends and you haven't heard from them in a while, you know, or it's, you know, you're looking at their social media uh, messages and it's not sounding all rosy and stuff, reach out to them. You know. Yeah, even even your strong friends. Mm-hmm. That's a big thing that's going around right now for you to check in on your strong friends because everybody, you know, can't be strong forever. Yeah. You know, and just make sure that if you know that they've struggled in the past, but it seems like things are going okay for them now, you know, it, don't be afraid to just say, hey, you know, I'm just checking in on you, make sure you're okay. Because, uh, Everybody needs that. Yeah, exactly. You know, a lot of people will put on a brave face. And, again, this goes back to uh, stigma. You know, they don't necessarily want to let on that they're struggling. You know, 
uh, you know, keeping up appearances or or what have you. And, you know, being able to have the, the wherewithal to say, you know, are you okay? Do you need to talk? Do you need a hug? Whatever you need, you know, um, don't be afraid to do that. Don't be afraid to be that person uh, when when you need to be, you know. Uh, believe me, it goes a long way, and, you know, you could save a life doing that. You know, there's a lot of people out there that do feel alone, that do feel isolated, that are, they, they you know, the voices, the, the depression will, will be insidious and get inside your head and be like, you know, you're not good enough, you're garbage, you're this, you're that, you know, you don't deserve to be loved. All these different lies that um, these afflictions will tell you. And, you know, you hear that enough and you start to believe it. Mm-hmm. And what we want you to understand is that you are good enough. You are a wonderful person. You are worthy. Um, you've got a lot going for you, even if it doesn't seem like it, you know, and things will get better if you're struggling right now. Um, just know that you are loved, you know, even if you don't have anybody else in your life that is telling you that they love you, we love you. Okay. We love that you take the time to to tune into our humble little show every week and listen to us prattle on for an hour about various topics and, you know, have these great conversations with these, these wonderful guests that we have. Um, But know that we couldn't do this without you. So we very much treasure that you are there listening to us. Absolutely. So um, just know that and, and don't be afraid to reach out if you need to. You know, reach out to me, reach out to Beck, reach out to, you know, friends, family, uh, medical professionals, you know. Um, but if you need help, get it. And if you think somebody needs help, offer it. You know, especially with us going into May, especially with us going into Mental Health Awareness Month, now's the time. Uh, now's the time to step forward, to break down the stigma, to uh say, hey, I'm here, I need help, I'm not well, you know, or to say, do you need help, you know? Right. So. All right, well, it looks like uh, our guest is not going to be able to connect this morning. Uh, We are. That's a bummer. Yeah, we're disappointed, and we know that our listeners are disappointed. They're looking forward to talking with him. But, um uh, we will definitely reschedule with him and uh, work out the bugs and get to have him back on again. But um, for Absolutely. now, we are going to sign off. And you'll be checking out um, Casey Lansdale with Sorry Ain't Enough. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for sticking with us. And we love you all. Cat drug in. I heard you might have lost a new girlfriend. Then knock, knock, knock. Guess who's at my door? Now you're talking like you've lost your mind. Standing here, handing me the same old lines. How you wanna go back? 
to what we had before. Say there's nothing that you won't do to prove your You think that's sweet Tell me boy How dumb do you think I am You're sorry, I ain't taking you back. You're sorry, I'm better than that. Cause sorry ain't enough. Try begging, try pleading, try getting down on your knees. Balling and squalling and crawling back. It's gonna take a whole lot more to love. You're dying, you're crying. What you telling, boy, I ain't buying. You make a few little tears and a baby. Welcome to Astro Kiki Radio. We are the e-news of astrology. Today, we'll be diving into the cosmic guidance from the stars, celebrities, and entertainment lifestyle. Thanks for joining us, and let's see what the universe has in store. Hello, all of my radiant cosmic stars out there joining us today for Astro Kiki Radio. My name is Kyle Thomas, and I am a pop culture astrologer, and we have an excellent show planned for you today. We are going to be talking about all of the craziest Hollywood news that is happening this week, as well as an astrological forecast, and then also diving into our incredible guest today. I've had the biggest online crush on him, 
He's a Capricorn <laughs> King. His name is Josh Conkle, and he is extremely talented and charming. So we're excited to jump into all of his stars and everything he would like to know. My name's Aaron. I'm an artist and astro coach, and I'm ready to talk some astrology and ce- some celebrities. Hey everyone, Sam Davidson here. I am a red carpet reporter, celeb news junkie. I know everything that is going on in Hollywood, even if I don't want to. There's some stories where I'm just like TMI people, but we're going to be talking about all that today. And of course, thank you so much for being here, Josh. Thanks for having me. It's such a pleasure. I'm so excited. So Josh is a, obviously he lives in Los Angeles, and he's a screenwriter and tarot reader. Mm-hmm. But he also has written for two of my favorite shows, which are a series of unfortunate events and the chilling adventures of Sabrina. Yay! Whoa, who doesn't love Sabrina? It has Dumb been... Dumb people. Seriously. I mean, it has taken off like crazy in the past year. That show has, I'm sure, completely changed your yeah, career. Yeah, it's been a wild ride. I'm loving every minute of it. Yep. Well, I can't wait to dive deeper into all of that. But, you know, you also have so many other things going on like short films, which premiered at Tribeca Film Festival, and you've had like awards, writing screenplays, so you really are very focused on your career. Yeah, I'm trying to have a career here, and it's it's working out so pretty good so far, but you know, you never, never can tell. Hell yeah. I mean, it's a beautiful thing to see somebody flourish in this industry, and we're going to talk about all of that, but first let's get into our weekly forecast from Aaron and Kyle. Absolutely. So we have some big events that are coming this coming week. Uh, We were actually going through one of them today, which is uh, the retrograde of Pluto. Mm -hmm. And then later on, we have Saturn going retrograde as well. So, Aaron, tell us all about what are we feeling about this. So, Pluto retrograde uh, and Saturn retrograde, uh, they're very close together in Capricorn. They haven't been together in Capricorn in several hundred years. Um, Going through a huge redefinition of society on a collective level, also internally as well. Pluto has to do with transformation, so we're going to be going through a deep inner transformation. Um, There'll be like a death of sorts um, in our lives through this retrograde in order for us to get to the next step. And in Capricorn, but Pluto's been in Capricorn since 2008, so this will actually be a little more subtle because we're already so familiar with this energy. This is I don't know how many years that is, almost 10 years of it retrograde, over 10 years of it retrograding in Capricorn. So we're, it's, we're already conditioned to this energy. But Pluto and Saturn are so close together. We're completely redefining who we are on a very structural basis level. Um, and uh, When you say death, though, because just I know that people get very scared by that word, and astrologically, death doesn't mean death. what we think it means. Well, it's, it's, like, it's, it's like, like the terror, right? Yeah. 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 It's like a phoenix. It's about rebirth. And actually... If you could talk to us a little about about yeah. that, because you know that kind of symbol. Yeah, I mean, death, in the, it's the same in the tarot. Death scares people, but it doesn't usually mean a literal death. It means that one thing ends so that something else can begin. It's a bit like yeah. burning the crops so that they can regrow. Yeah. And, and Pluto is Love one of the it. ruling planets of Scorpio, which Scorpio has multiple totems outside of the Scorpio, and the final one being a phoenix. And Saturn is my ruling planet, right? Yes, it's That's home. That toughie, it's a toughie, isn't it? It's a toughie. Um, so think of it like, a, like kind of like a tower moment. Yeah, is well, what we're experiencing. I mean, I think the thing about like you know with Saturn going retrograde, it's it's actually all of this you know rebirth that we're going to be going through. We're, we're we are restructuring our lives, but we want to do that in an internal way so that we can bring in more abundance in other ways. Yes, I mean look at what just happened earlier this uh, last week with um, Notre Dame. That was all uh, this energy along right. with the Grand Fire Trine. It's literally the tower. It was literally the mm-hmm. tower. Um, Pluto, the South Node is also conjuncting Pluto and Saturn. This hasn't happened in so long. We're experiencing this major shift. 
um, in the next next year, 2020 as well, is going to really double down on this, especially with Jupiter in Capricorn as well, um, which hasn't happened since 1284. That sounds good, Jupiter in Capricorn. It, I, mean, I don't know anything. I'm so excited to through. tell you all about that. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be good. It's gonna be I good. know enough to change. know that that's good for me. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of powerful change. Yeah. No, I mean, and for you as well, too, just having to go through Sagittarius is huge for you as yeah. well because you have some Sagittarius planets. Yeah. Totally. Um, well, and one thing that, you know, I would like to kind of discuss is that when a planet is direct, we feel its energy more potently. So with Venus, when it's direct, we have more opportunities for love and beauty and art. When Saturn is direct, we are focusing on the discipline in our lives and building the structures. However, when these planets go retrograde, we actually can take a breath of fresh air so we can actually be less hard on ourselves. Yeah. We can be, you know, less focused on all of the things that are taking us, you know, to our ultimate goals and allow us to kind of have this relaxing moment yeah. in between. I, I would say when they're direct, think of it like you're constantly moving forward. So when the retrograde motion happens, you can actually sit back and reflect and actually start to implement what that planet and, and the energy is signifying over the course of the retrograde so that when it comes direct and then it leaves shadow period later in the year, you'll have the tangible results for all the inner work that you'll be doing. So, okay. as it, so Jupiter retrograded a few weeks ago, and so we've all been expanding since it entered Sagittarius. Mm -hmm. And now, until it goes direct in Leo season and then leaves shadow in Scorpio season, we're um, cultivating and, and, and nurturing all of those Th things we initiated so that they can grow and that we can use them for the next 12 years before the cycle of, of Jupiter and Sagittarius renews itself. So it'll be growing. Think of it like planting a seed. You know, we, the seeds have been planted. Now we're doing some, some basic gardening on it, and then it will grow over time until the, we harvest in 12 years. But we'll see some amazing results before then. But. Totally. One you know, sort of meditation that I would kind of have people think about with, with these two coming <clears throat> retrogrades is how can you transform your life to ultimately live a more, a more fulfilling path. So, you know, whether that's, you know, looking at how you want to transform your career or in your personal relationships or, you know, even your identity and allowing you to have this rebirth Phoenix moment and, you know, really going there and doing that internal work so then you can finally flourish again. Yeah. Well, and, and, and going off what you said about relationships too, um, Pluto and Saturn meeting the last time they met was in the early 80s in Libra. So we're closing a 30-plus year cycle of how mm -hmm. relationships have been viewed. Um, and then especially because at the time, Saturn is exalted in Libra. Mm -hmm. um, and now Saturn's home. Pluto's in, in Capricorn. Where Pluto hasn't been in Capricorn since the, the American Revolution back in the, in the 1700s. So we're, we're having a big review. Last year when Pluto retrograded, Pluto retrograded at the exact degree that it was at during the Boston Tea Party. And you've seen how things with taxes have shifted. And, wow, and we're starting really to really question and push back against the, the structures and the governments that are holding our lives. Great. Also, if you guys ever have any questions that you'd like us to talk about, just feel free to reach out to us online yeah. on Instagram or Gmail or whatever. We have that information included yeah. in the bio. So I think that kind of covers yeah. our forecast for now. And we will... Now jump on into one of our favorite segments, all of our pop culture Hollywood news. Yes, we have some really exciting, interesting uh, stories this week that I'm very much a fan of. First and foremost, Taylor Swift. 
if you guys have been following Taylor Swift, if you are a Swifty, like I know me and Kyle are very <laughs> we, much. We do have, you know, wine parties where we are just dancing to Taylor Swift. Yeah, we <laughs> dance like maniacs in this apartment, um, <laughs> blasting Taylor Swift. So for the past few weeks, she has been teasing her fans the date 426. She's completely done a rehaul of her Instagram. There's a lot of pastel colors now. There's like a photo with... Um, pink diamonds and you know her nails are done in very bright colors as we all know her last album reputation was kind of like dark and sinister and people are saying that she's giving a speak now um vibe which was her eh, i want to say maybe her third or fourth album it was one of her earlier albums um at the iHeart Music Awards, though, last month, she was already starting to tease little things and basically told all of her fans that she loves them, but they're kind of crazy, <laughs> and that um, there's nothing coming, but she really appreciates their wild imaginations. However, it is now that she is, there's like a literal countdown to 426. Also, uh, Sean Mendez just wrote a piece on her for uh, Time 100, which is the most influential people issue and all these different celebrities wrote about each other and he wrote about her and just said the most beautiful like glowing review of her and it all kind of came out around the same time that this 426 countdown started happening so my question for you boys is what does 426 mean for taylor swift um so it's gonna be a huge thing for her um there's a lot there's a lot a lot happening. It actually speaks to what we were just talking about in the forecast. Mm-hmm. Saturn is retrograding. Um in her first house of identity. In her first house of identity, not only on, on that, she is going through her Saturn return. Um Saturn goes direct on September eighteenth, exactly on her natal Saturn. I love it. And then will leave Shadow December twenty fifth, um, just after her birthday. Um and she that's basically it, it, in astrology, your Saturn return is when you become an official adult. You're setting the foundation for the next 30 years of your life, the structures that you'll adhere to. Um, and with it, where Saturn is retrograding, it's retrograding opposite the North Node. It'll be exactly conjunct the South Node. North Node, North Node is your soul direction. In her natal chart, um, it's conjunct her part of fortune. Um, and her, I believe her Jupiter as well. So her Jupiter is also in Cancer. So and her Moon. Uh, yeah, and her Moon. So there's a, she's a lot of Cancer energy, and and so with it in, in Capricorn, there's a lot of balance and redefinition that's going to be happening for her, um, especially on an internal level, especially within relationships and how she's relating to the public. Well, specifically, one thing with that with Saturn, you know, the planet of you know long-term roots and longevity and structure. Going backwards, she is in a process right now of overcoming her fears of self-expression and how she relates to people, and this is going to continue until 2022. Um, She's also eliminating things in relationships and and trying to redefine herself. And so another area that I kind of wanted to talk about is how there's so much on this day specifically, on 426, literally at 6.18 a.m., Venus is going to be conjunct, or her natal Venus is going to be conjunct the moon. So she is actually going to be trying to perceive herself on this day, launching into a more, you know, aesthetic way that's sensitive, sensual. Venus is all about beauty and feminine energy. And so when, you know, as she's launching this project, that is how she's going to want it to be perceived. It's very, it's soft. It's flowy, mm-hmm. it's you know, romantic and it's it's filled with love. 
And, you know, going from what you were saying before about how her last album was darker and sinister, this is very, you know, the opposite of that. And, and returning to some of the roots that I think that she originally had, you know, some ideas of how she, you know, what it was to be, you know, a teen, teenager, and now she's a woman. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. I felt like her, I like her last album, but I felt like it was a little insincere. It felt like she was trying on a personality. Totally. So it would be great to see her kind of come into herself uh, and, and create an identity that's true and genuine to her and not in relationship to someone else like a man, because she's mm-hmm. had a long history of that, too. Totally. So many of her songs, yeah. yeah. Well, have you, did you look at her, uh, the Uranus is opposing her midheaven? Did I did that? not see that. I was actually. Wanted, I also want to talk about. If you want to talk about that, then I can talk about the yeah, Aries yeah. stellium. Totally, totally. So the thing that I think is going to be really interesting is that when I was looking at her chart, the longest term energy that's that's really affecting her right now is Uranus, the planet of revolution. You know, uh, breaking chains and and creating uh, all of this this uh, you know evolution in her life is directly opposite her midheaven. The midheaven, for anyone that isn't very familiar with astrology. Is, is your highest point in life. It is your public face, your persona, the way that you relate to people, and also usually represents your career. So this, with, with Uranus being opposite of her career, it represents that she wants to shake off all of those chains of being associated with a man. She wants to per- be perceived in a more authentic light yeah. to her soul direction. And also, the thing I think this is really in- interesting about this is that she's likely going to be moving towards a more humanitarian and revolutionary energy in her art yeah. and in her public persona, her which page. is so cool. Yeah, it's like sort know, of Angelina Jolie vibe. Yeah, yeah, you know, and the thing about it, like, I just saw this online, how she was actually, she donated a bunch to, what was it, an LGBT organization? Mm. Well, she's always been a huge philanthropist. Um, for, I mean, for years. And she does things as small as if one of her biggest fans um, recently got into a car accident and was in the hospital. Literally sent her a handwritten card and, and flowers. She does those things all the time. Well, and, and especially with all the energy happening in Capricorn, with the eclipses happening in Capricorn Cancer, which is her rising and her moon, mm-hmm. just every six months of the next next like, year and a half mm-hmm. is just going to be huge moments of shifting for her. Um, at the, on, on the 26th as well. I wonder if she's going to... I could see her getting engaged. With this, with this energy in so the next like, year and a half, because with with all of that moving into her, into her ascendant. Well, well yeah, and especially when she has her Jupiter, um, which is indicative of the husband, I think, as well as um, her part of fortune in Cancer as well. Well, so is the, I mean, so is the Sun. The Sun is as well. Yeah, I yeah. want that for her. She's had a, a bad run with dudes. Yeah. And she's had some really shitty ones. Well, <laughs> speak, speaking to that, um, there's on, next on Friday when with her announcement. There's a lot of planets and energies in Aries, which was Sagittarius, fifth house of yes, love and romance. Totally. For her, so that's her solar chart. For her natal chart, it's her third house of communication and, and, and everything. So she's going to have a message that she's going to put out there. But from her lunar chart as well, it's her tenth house of career and public standing. So from her emotional self, um, and as a Cancer moon, the Cancer rules the moon. So she, she's definitely very in touch with her emotional body and, and, and who she is internally. So for her internally, this is a huge moment of putting something major out there um, with, with the spotlight on her. Well, and the thing that, like, going back to what I was saying before, though, is, like, literally at 6.18 a.m. for her, and that's, yeah. that's Pacific time. Yeah. This is when a lot of this energy is going to crescendo for her. Crescendo. So it's going to be very, very, like, just very momentous. And, and so, so it's, it's, I'm excited for her. The big question is, I mean, is she working with, like, an astrologer? 
I when I was looking Happy, at it, I literally right? wrote, I literally wrote in my notes. If Taylor's not working with an astrologer, then she's just completely in sync with the rhythms of the of the solar system. Well, one thing that I have noticed about celebrities in general is that even the ones that I don't think are actually you know working with an astrologer, I think when you reach a certain level of power and influence, and all of the thought and vibrations are actually working and redirecting yeah. to you. And Josh, I'd actually like to kind of talk to you a little bit about magic and energy if you uh-huh. could kind of dive into that. Do you, what do you think about that? Well, I mean, for me, magic is the is the practice of externalizing one's will, basically. So you use words or handcrafts or things like that to make your will manifest in the world. I mean, that's how I sort of view it. Totally. So, you know, do you think some people are just kind of naturally gifted at that? Or when you reach a certain level of success, does it just kind of, you know, is it working through you almost divinely or around you? Like, how would that... I think that you can hit your stride and, and at which point, you know, the universe is sort of working on your behalf. I don't yeah. think that people are naturally better at it than other people. I think it's a it's, it's a, a, choice. a practice. It's a practice. And, and yeah. it's, it's cultivating consciousness and awareness and, and, mm-hmm. and taking inspired action to to follow those thoughts and those impulses of, oh, I, I could I could achieve this, and actually following through. It's a, I think the big, big thing, I think with her having a sad son, but that all that uh, Cancer energy, or, or Capricorn energy right mm-hmm. after the rising, and her natal Saturn um, in Capricorn, plus she was born in the generation with Uranus and Neptune there as well, having that follow through. And I think her Mercury is also in Capricorn. Yeah, so her, her mind is also that of Capricorn. So she can implement and follow through and, and have a plan to build those on those dreams of her solar expression. I think everybody's felt that before, yeah. famous or otherwise, when you, you just feel like you're just going, all your cylinders are buzzing and everything's working out your way and you're yeah. just in stride with the universe. Yeah. I mean, that happens for everybody. For everyone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and it's just a matter of knowing that you're capable and, and, and believing in yourself and, and knowing that anything is possible um, and going for it, you know, every celebrity, they all went for it, they all, they didn't let any of their circumstances hold them back, and if you look at, I love studying uh, celebrity charts, and one thing you can see is how they master their natal energy so strongly, and use it to their advantage, Um, and again, whether they're consciously aware it's their astrology or not, they're doing it. Do you guys think that there are people who are born to be famous based on their charts, or is that not a thing? I'm sure. I'm sure there's definitely like a, a, a presence, a, um, a, like a, a weight to it in their chart. Yeah. So actually, there are certain things that I have been studying about placements, particularly with the Midheaven and the Ascendant, mm-hmm. and the way that there's interactions that do happen. Um, and... Yeah, I think that, you know, there are certain placements that do dictate that you have more of an ability to to do that, mm-hmm. um, whereas some people just, you're, you're fighting, if you're fighting for fame when you're supposed to be fighting for humanity, mm-hmm. you know, you're complex. not, yeah, you're not, yeah. you know, channeling your true soul direction. And, and the funny thing is, like, but if you if they actually went to fight for humanity, like I was like, example, they would actually find that fame that they crave. Exactly. Right. If you, you have to follow the passion and the rest will come. Fame, money, all of that is a byproduct of the passion and the work that you're putting forward. So if you look at the most successful, successful people, mm-hmm. um, they were following what they felt called to do, and all, all of the fame came. And again, later. that's like channeling energy, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. magic. That's, 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 a, that's what we've been talking about. Yeah, yeah totally. absolutely. And I know that um, me and you, Aaron, spoke briefly about this before the show, but Sean Mendez... His, his energy energy in her life is pretty significant, too. Yeah, his Mars and Venus are conjunct in Cancer, um, right by her part of fortune. And I think I think you mentioned he's, he wrote 
a song for her recently? I well, I he might have. I know she, they've written songs for each other. He's opened for her in the past. Mm-hmm. You know, they've really lifted each other up as far. Well, she's lifted him up, but um, yeah. well, yeah. and 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 for him, he's a Leo sun with an Aquarius moon, so they're dealing with fire fire energy and an Aquarius and Sagittarius is a, is a very beautifully flowing energy as well. Um, so they definitely support each other. And again, having his Mars and, and Venus aspecting her Jupiter, part of fortune, um, and all of her stellium in, in uh, Capricorn, in, in her relationship sector, in her relationship, her seventh house of relationship, is, is a huge pull for, Egypt, for them. Mm-hmm. And they can develop and grow together. Well, stay on the lookout for 426. We can't wait to see what it is. I'm sure in our next episode we will at least uh, mention what the big reveal was, whether it was an album, a single, what have you. Um, Next, we have some legal trouble for none other than Miss Cardi B, which is not a huge surprise, (laughs) but that's okay. She looks really good doing it. I I love seeing her court appearance outfit. So for those that don't know, uh, back on August 29th of 2018, Cardi B was involved in a brawl at a strip club in New York. And according to bartenders, Cardi ordered her crew to beat up a couple of strippers named Batty G and Jade after rumors spread that one of them had been involved with her husband, Offset. And so then, apparently, Cardi was throwing chairs and bottles. Her people were beating them up. It was really ugly. And this is a photo that we see. um, She was walking out of the strip club literally with a huge, big welt on her forehead and a smile on her face like crazy she's like I don't care what I just did she just looked so um, (laughs) satisfied with whatever she had done and but then on October 1st of 2018 she turned herself into NYPD and this past week Cardi appeared before a judge at um, the Queen's Criminal Court dressed in all white and she rejected the plea deal that was being offered to her and it would have had her just plead for guilty for misdemeanor assault in the third degree. I mean, I don't think there's that huge of consequences for that. I don't know, but she's refusing to take the plea deal. And um, now it will be going to trial, and her next court date is on May 31st of this year. And during this entire time, her and Offset have, like, broken up, got back together. I think they are currently together right now. But, yeah, what is going on with Cardi B? Were they, were they together in 2017? Yes. I believe so, yeah. So, yeah, so there's a lot of, this has to do, this, as I was looking into this, there's a lot of things aspecting uh, in, in relation to these past two Libra full moons as well. She's mm-hmm. a Libra with an Aries moon. She was born out of full moon. Uh, the, the, assu- the alleged assault, or I guess it's not alleged, she, I guess I admitted that she did it. It's, it's, uh, it's not it's alleged. A fact, it's a fact. <laughs> Which, by the way, I love Cardi B, but, like, do your own fighting. That's so shitty. Right? Yeah. Um, so... During the fight, she was having her lunar return with Mercury in Leo trining um, her moon, the moon in Aries. Um, Chiron was retrograding opposite her Jupiter, Jupiter being the law, Chiron being pain, spiritual karma. Uh, the sun was also in aspect to her natal Mercury in, in uh, uh, Scorpio. And then uh, Saturn was squaring her, her natal Jupiter as well um, when it was retrograding. Uh, there was a grand earth triumph between the sun and Uranus and Mars had just went direct. Um, and so I, I, going back through, back to 2017, there was a Venus retrograde 
um, where I think a lot of relationships started to get triggered, especially as we have just finished through these uh, past two Libra full moons. Um, so during the Mars retrograde last year, probably a lot came up for her in, in, the, um, in this development of, of her relationship. So on the night of it, she was having her lunar return, and it was, she was feeling fiery. She was feeling aggressive. Um, but it was, so yeah, but Kyle, you, you just jump in for a minute. Uh, yeah, so I mean, one thing that I really want to focus, focus it on is May 31st, because that's a very important date with her, her next movement forward. So, you know, obviously we can look at all the things in the past and really see how, like, what has led to it, but I, I'm really interested in seeing where it's going to go now. Yeah. So, on May 31st, because she's a Libra, the Sun, which rules her vitality, fo focus, and energy, and Mercury, which is communications and nego negotiations, will be in her ninth house. The ninth house rules judges, legalities, and the law. So, all of her attention is going to be here at this point That's in time. That's so crazy. I know. Isn't that nuts? And then, the other thing I noticed is that Mars will be in her tenth house of career achievement, and so she's going to be feeling very aggressive and fiery when it comes to her public persona on this date. She's either going to be blazing a trail to move forward or feeling intense vibrations of frustration at this point in time. Mm -hmm. Then, the, the big thing of, of most importance, though, is the way that the planets are going to be set up. Mercury ruling communications is going to be uh, opposing Jupiter, the, the planet of luck. So we have an opposition between two areas of her chart, which would be communications and legalities. So knowing that this energy is happening directly on May 31st, this can operate for two ways. So it's either going to be really helpful to her if she's working with the best professionals and follows their lead, because she's going to have luck on her side. Mm -hmm. If she is too aggressive and doesn't, She's going to skip over the details and lose, and then literally it's going to create embarrassment for her. Oof. On May 31st, too, yeah. there's, Venus will be exactly opposite her natal Venus in Scorpio, um, which is, Scorpio has to do with uncovering secrets. Um, Venus has to, having to do with relating. Um, we're going to be right, in the, right before the Gemini new moon. Um, so the moon will be in Taurus, dark, right, before, right approaching mm -hmm. the new moon. Uh, Venus, which is in opposition to her natal Venus, so again, that polarity... Um, of, of what is valued versus the truth, uncovering secrets, hidden, and hidden, and hidden agendas. Venus will be trining Saturn retrograde exactly as well that day. So, um, you know, the sternness of reality, um, having to take responsibility. Um, Jupiter ret will be retrograding over her, her natal north node. Um, and Venus will also be making an odd angle called an inconjunct to Jupiter as well, also the law. Um, and, and part of what triggered the this whole issue back in 2018 was aspects to her Jupiter. The first Libra full moon this year on March 20th was exactly conjunct her natal Jupiter with Chiron at the exact location it was at on August 29th um, in Aries, but it was direct now. So um, that triggering kind of re-initiated everything that has come about this, this uh, last few weeks. Well, and one thing that I really want to emphasize and hopefully teach people is that astrology shows us what circumstances and energy we are working with at that point in time. We always have a choice to see how we are going to use that energy. So, you know, as I was saying is, you know, when we have a positive aspect, well, I mean, everything, you know, it really just look. It depends on how you look at it. Even a challenging thing can lead to something better if you work through it and process it. So, you know, my advice, honestly, to her and her team would be to sit your ass down, 
<laughs> and you know, let the professionals handle it. Yeah. Otherwise, you are going to fuck yourself oh, over. Yeah. Well, yeah, hire Kyle Thomas too. Hide my reader on my website. Um, <laughs> well, also on May 31st, I don't know if I mentioned this, but she'll be approaching her Mars return. Oh, happy. No, that's so bad though. She's yeah. gonna be so angry. She's gonna be very because it's oh, right. Man. Think of it like it's a twelfth house basically for her oh, Mars. Man. So she's really gonna have to watch herself. Um, Venus and Juno will be in harmony though, and they've been challenging through all of these full moons, and they relate back to the re- they both retrograded in Libra season when she turned herself in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, with her, she turned herself in with with Venus retrograding, Juno retrograding, Mars was leaving shadow at that time from its retrograde. Um, so there's a lot of compounding things, but. It, overall, there is support for like it can go either way. But it really depends it, on what it, she her wants. actions yeah. her yeah. her actions are going to make her are going to make her break her. her well, she's a hothead, so it sounds like she's, she's in danger. Yeah. I understand now. I mean, I'm <laughs> you a Libra. Danger, girl. <laughs> exactly. I'm a Libra too. It's like don't mess with us, you guys. We can be sweet yeah. and try to have balance, but if you push us off our scale, mm-hmm. damn. Well, and and especially you know her being born at a full moon with her moon in Aries, Libras being about relationship and equilibrium and Aries being fiery and aggressive and, and she set off and especially, you know, this having to do with uh, uh, rumors of, of, or I guess people just being with her, her man, like that's, that's what about Libra off. compatibility between her and Offset? He's also the father to, to her child. Do we, I didn't look up. Here. I actually didn't. I didn't have, okay. have what does it mean that someone is born on a full moon? It, you were also born on a full yeah, moon. That's yeah, that's fine. It just means that your sun and moon are opposite. So okay. being a Capricorn, your moon is in, in Cancer. I right. was also born at a full moon. Mm. Um, she, as was so she. Just well, off the cuff, but though. Witchy, it's, too. Um, yeah. Me, because birth of witches. He is uh, December 14th, 1991. So he's, he's a Sagittarius. Yeah. Which is a great com- like great combo for an Aries, Moon, Libra, Sun, and we don't know her rising, but uh, you know, yeah, that's a that's a good that's why there's such love there. Aries and Sag is this dynamic that you know they, they they're fiery, they're heated, they're well. Even I mean, one thing that I would I would even just be looking at like the Sun sign that like with her being a Libra and then him being a Sag, we have you know that that kind of you know fiery drama. Like they're gonna like that passion, yeah, and they're gonna like to fight. It's just going to be the way that it is. Okay. Well, I guess we'll um, get back to you guys around May 31st, see what's going <laughs> on there. Next, we're going to talk about a story that has been really hot in the news the past month, which is the college admission scandal. So Lori Laughlin, a.k.a. Aunt Becky from Fuller House and Full House, she and her husband, um, Massimo, I have been, I had to say his name, last name for work yesterday, and my camera guy was like, he was like trying to explain it to me, and I just—it's one of those names that just I can't do it. Um, Gio, sorry, it, it's Italian. Do you know how to say it? Can I see? G- yeah. Gia, it's on the top. Uh, Gianulli. Yes. Okay. Gianulli. Massimo Gianulli. Gianulli. Yes, that's what I think it is. Massimo Gianulli. So that is Lori Laughlin's husband, and he—you know him as like a big fashion designer. Very, very rich man. Um, So if you have been living under a rock and don't know what the college admission scandal is, Lori and her husband, along with other actors like Felicity Huffman, who you know from Desperate Housewives, all got into huge trouble for being part of this huge college admission scam, uh, doing things that were illegal to get their kids into the school they desired. So with Lori's kids, she wanted to get them into USC fight on. I guess I'm not a super proud Trojan at the moment, um, but just got to <laughs> give a shout out to my school. And her two daughters are kind of like, in my opinion, the millennial um, nightmare. 
at least <laughs> at least one of them is um Jade. Olivia Olivia Jade. That's is, such a basic name too. Like, I know. Ugh. And she didn't even parents. like she didn't even want to go to school. She's a YouTuber and she yeah. didn't even want to go. But the Applied other the millennial. By the yeah. way, Lori Loughlin paid like five hundred thousand for her kids and Felicity Huffman paid fifteen thousand. So how dumb are yeah. <laughs> the first well, set of kids? The the difference is in what they did. What Felicity did was, in my opinion, like really almost worse. Not because of the money, but she paid someone to actually adjust her kids' SAT score. Yeah, you know what? I actually, I have some tea. I'm friends with um, Felicity Huffman's former assistant. Oh, wow. Who told me that um, Felicity Huffman's kid didn't know that it was happening. Oh, mm-hmm. And then it's like her senior year and she's applying to colleges, so now every college that she was applying class. for has now rejected her because of Felicity Huffman. Mm-hmm. Can you yeah. imagine being that kid? It totally sucks. And the thing is, with Lori Laughlin's kids, they're really being just, Put, uh, like going through a really hard time right now because now um, since Lori and her husband have rejected the plea deal, Felicity Huffman took the plea deal. She's, you know, I'm sorry. Lori and Massimo are not sorry for their actions. They're not taking a plea deal. And so all of the parents that weren't accepting plea deals, their kids, a lot of them, got sent really, really aggressive letters by the government saying that you need to tell your parents to accept this plea deal or else your life could be ruined. Because one of their daughters, um, let's see, it's Olivia Jade and Isabella. Isabella could have been at the age of 18 when this entire plan was constructed. Like, they had mm. them take fake photos um, in front of a crew, like machi- like, a, in, like like they were crew athletes. And so the kids obviously knew that, like, their parents, like, mom, dad, why are we taking these weird photos? But now, um, yeah, one of them could actually be in big trouble, and she's deleted her Instagram. It's a whole hot mess. They've both dropped out of USC. So what, what's what been going on here? Well, the thing that I, I want to focus on is Saturn for them specifically. Did you check that out, too? Go for it. Okay. Yeah. All right, so just basics here. So Lori's a Leo, Olivia Libra. Okay, so all right, basically for her specifically, with... Saturn is the planet of like hardship and difficulty. With it being in her fourth house of family affairs and mother, it shows that her, her mother is being very stern, controlling, and very demanding to her, specifically. So like that domination energy yeah. is really, really effective for her. Um, also, with uh, Lori being a Leo, so Uranus is the planet of transformation. So specifically, it has entered Taurus, which rules her house of fame and public attention. And also, right now, it is square her son, meaning that she's going through unpredictable behavior, specifically in relation yeah. to the public. Like, it's literally, she if she goes into arguments at this point in time with this very, very shocking energy, she's literally going to lose... She's gonna well, Taurus season is going to highlight a lot yeah. in this for them because Lori's natal Jupiter is in Taurus, Olivia, Saturn, and Jupiter in Taurus, and Isabella's Saturn is in uh, Taurus as well. So highlighting this le- legal thing, it's a, it's a trait, it's a, it's a, that's something they've inherited from their mother, the Taurus in, in uh, uh, Jupiter Taurus. Um, for Lori as well, like Mercury just retrograded over her moon, square her Mars and, and Venus and Gemini. Yeah, so, so the Mercury retrograde has brought this light. Lori's also having her nodal return in Cancer. So, oh, really? Yeah, so it, this, the eclipses are, are going to be nailing Lori, and, and this is you know a 19-year uh, cycle of, of nodal nine. return. Okay, Do you well, think that they'll serve time at all? They could, they could 
so what I've read and the, all the research I've done for work and everything is because they didn't accept this plea deal, they, her and her husband could legitimately face up to 40 years in prison. In the writer's room, I, I, we were talking about it, and I was the only one who felt like they should go to jail. And I was surprised by that. There's a room full of 10 people. And it just made me think of like our allegiance to money and celebrity in this country. I was like, yeah. they deserve to go to jail more than someone who's just dealt pot and is in jail. You know what I mean? Oh, like, 100%. And I think that speaks to this larger theme happening collectively with Saturn and Pluto and Capricorn redefining society and structures. We have Uranus that's in Taurus now for the next seven years which will be shaking up what we value and what we place our importance on, especially when it comes to money um, and uh, fame and all of that. Um, I feel like they have to serve time or something because they're yeah. emblematic of everything that people in this country are angry about right yeah. now. Yeah, eh, I agree. And it's um, it's unfortunate. It's I... Uh, like I do think they should serve time as well, but it, it's all extremely complicated, and it, it's, it affects a lot of people. And you know, we hear about the big names like Felicity Huffman and Lori Loughlin, but there were a lot of other rich parents and their kids that didn't know. And there was actually um, a suicide attempt at USC a couple oh, weeks cool. ago because they found out that their parents were One did the same thing. I yeah. feel like Felicity Huffman should have served time for her p- performance in Transamerica. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whatever well, happened to predictability? <laughs> well, speaking of a, a WTF moment, my celeb WTF of the week, which is the segment where we talk about either a celebrity coupling, an interaction between a celebrity, something that's happened in the past that we just do not understand. Yeah, we just can't wrap our head around it. So this week's is Courtney Kardashian and Scott Disick. So I'm just going to like blast through these dates just because it's hilarious and you guys are not going to believe how long they've been on and off for. I mean, I always was like, oh yeah, they broke it up a few times. No, they have not broken up a few times. They've broken up a million times. So they met at a party in 2006 at a big film producer's house um, in his home in Mexico. Then in October of 2007, which is when Keeping Up with the Kardashians first premiered, they were a new couple on the show, and their storyline was that they had a pregnancy scare. Then in 2009, they had their first breakup after Courtney saw a contact on Scott's phone called My Wife. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But then during Courtney and Kim's spinoff show, Courtney and Kim Take Miami a few months later, Scott slithered his way back into um, back into her life, and then uh, she found out she was pregnant. Then in December uh, December fourteenth, two thousand nine, they had their first child, Mason. June of two thousand ten, Courtney broke things off with Scott again because of violent behavior, and she said she didn't want him around her son. Then come 2011, they're somehow back together, and he proposed to Courtney on Courtney and Kim Take Miami, and she said no. Then on July 8th, 2012, Courtney gave birth to their second child, Penelope. Then at the beginning of 2014, Scott's father passed away, and he was dealing with a lot of depression and then went down another spiral. And then in the middle of the summer of 2014, Courtney announced that she was pregnant with their third child, and Scott was actually really not happy about this pregnancy. Their third child, Rain, was born on the same day as their first child, Mason, December 14th, but this year, 2014. So then March of 2015, Scott checks into rehab. July of 2015, they split up again after photos of Scott emerged with him and an ex. Then December 2015, Courtney starts randomly hooking up with Justin Bieber, which really set things in a spiral. 
November 2016, Scott was on a mission to win Courtney back and they took a family vacation to Cabo. Then a year later, in December of 2016, they announced that they were officially back together. Not for long, because in February of 2017, Scott was caught cozying up with models and then that caused another split. March of 2017, Scott, Scott admits he's a sex addict. Then, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> this is like the biggest talk. Uh, um, April 2017, <laughs> the two posted uh, photos on family vacation, co-parenting, coexisting. They're not romantic, but they're able to raise their kids together. Then on May 1st of 2017, Scott is caught with a woman on a family vacation with the whole Kardashian crew. It was a big episode of Keeping Up with Kardashians. Kim like attacked this girl. Um, Libras. <laughs> yes. May 31st, <laughs> 2017. This is where Sophia Ritchie comes into the entire equation. She denies dating Scott, but this is a time where he was dating really, really young women. Like Bella Thorne was before her, and like these girls were just freshly 18, I believe. Oy vey. But now Sophia and Scott have been in like a two-year relationship, and the family is all kind of friends. Even Courtney, Scott, and Sophia have posted kind of like sexy photos together. Oh, I'm sure. So I'm weird. just like, is there some like weird <laughs> thruple thing going on here? Mm. So yeah, this is the saga. Thanks for listening. But I find it fascinating because <laughs> these dates are seem to probably match up. Well, you said you went into the dates, right? I went into the dates of everything happening. Okay. So so can I go just go into the overview? Yeah, go for I went it. into that first, and then you can jump on. All, is that cool? Mm-hmm. Okay. So Courtney is an Aries, very fiery, obviously there. Scott is a Gemini. Because they are both extroverted signs, they're very going. They're, they're, they have this natural fun and drama that will connect them. So you know that's going to be their draw there. However, you know, jumping ahead to uh, Sophia, she is a Virgo, but she has a Sagittarius rising. So that's why she connects very well with Scott because they're on the house of partnership for each other. He also has a Sag moon. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's totally. He's born at a full moon as well. Totally, totally. So, you know, that's why he's really drawn to her and in, in, in that sort of commitment partnership energy. However, the thing that I'm loving the most about this, which is kind of strange, is Courtney also really connects with Sophia's ascendant in Sagittarius. Mm-hmm. So, and also, so Courtney's Mercury, which is, ha- which is how she communicates, is in Aries, fire. Sophia's Mercury, how she communicates, is in Leo, also fire. So they communicate and actually really enjoy each other. Yeah. So the friendship is real. Well, it's mm, super weird. And, and you said uh, Sophia's a Virgo? Yes. Uh, Courtney's a Pisces rising. So yes. again, partnership and, totally. and everything. Um, Courtney also has a Capricorn moon. Um, is there anything else you... No, uh, yeah, just that overview is kind of really like... I, I was really fascinated about like, okay, so why are these people friends? Because I probably would stab a bitch. I mean, I'm joking, but you yeah. know what I mean. That's why it's just celeb. I just cursed them. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, Courtney j- is just wrapping up her Venus return and her Mercury return. Mercury went retro right at her natal Venus um, at zero Aries. Um, her Mars is also in Aries. Um Going back to, I mentioned earlier in that earlier, or earlier story, the 2017 dates correspond to a Venus retrograde that happened in Aries. Overall, this, these points for uh, Courtney um, went direct in April, was still in shadow on May 1st during that, that one date. It was opposite Chiron, where uh, her natal Venus, Chiron is currently at the location of her natal Venus. Chiron also was in that kind of frame. Again, Chiron brings up old pains, old wounds. Um, Scott was having his Mars return, so kind of similar to what we were talking about mm-hmm. with Cardi B. Um, and his, the, the North Node was in Virgo, so the eclipses were in Pisces and Virgo, aspecting 
all of the, the, the Pisces and Virgo energy between between uh, the three of them. Well, you said Scott is a Gemini? He's a Gemini with Sag Moon. Mm. That makes mm. a lot of sense. That Scott I don't mean to Gemini. generalize, but I yeah. feel like Geminis are really untrustworthy and shady. <laughs> well, so. and, and going back to Lori, she also had a Gemini, Mars, and Venus that were square this Mercury retrograde. Recently. I always have so much trouble with Geminis. Like, it's, it's a theme in my life. Yeah. Well, I know. It's like my, my mother's a Gemini, so I always feel bad saying that. But um, it's true. I love her. It's amazing. My mom's a Gemini, too. I keep on meeting Geminis everywhere, and I'm like, I don't know if I like you guys. Luckily, there are very few of them in my life, but whenever they do show up, I really, really have trouble with them. Totally. <laughs> totally. Like, kind of, like, off of that, do you guys ever notice how you literally have a lot of one sign in your life at one oh, yeah. point in time? It just, like, yeah. cycles, and it's strange. Yeah. Like, suddenly I'm like... Oh my God! Everyone's a Capricorn, and like, or everyone's a Gemini, or everyone's a Sagittarius. It's what energy you're learning yeah. and what you have yes. to focus on. That they aspect that in your chart, they like pull that energy up. So right now, the four of us, where our suns, where all of our planets are, and where they hit our specific charts, is activating that energy, mm-hmm. whether we're, you know consciously aware of it or not. Well, I always notice that there's a lot of wherever Jupiter is in the sky, that kind of, that person is, and but like Jupiter is conjunct my ascendant, so I am literally Jupiter rising. So that's so important, you know, as a cross current in my life. And so, you know, suddenly, you know, granted you and I have been friends for a long time, but like my roommate is also a Sagittarius. You know, I have all of these incredible Sagittarians in my life. And it's, you know, and last year it was Scorpio, you know, Mm -hmm. so just yeah, with all the Cap, just so much energy in Capricorn too. It's, oh, like, I it's can't like, wait. It's like it's like you going back to Taylor, Sagittarius Sun, Capricorn Rising. Like these are the energies to watch with all the with these bigger planets there for so long. That's what my boyfriend does, Sagittarius Capricorn Rising. Well, speaking of things to watch and hearing more about you, Josh, this is going to be our segment where we talk to you and see what's going on. All right, First, we me. would like to give you a gift from um, our sponsor, Love by Luna. Kyle, can you explain what the candle is? Yes, absolutely. So with this candle, we have uh, a four-candle set. This one is the last quarter uh, candle, and so on a last quarter moon, it's going to help you to really kind of build that energy into your life. It is with French lavender and amethyst within it for healing. Beautiful. So Thank you so you would, much. I thought you would like that. I love a candle. I'm a candle queen. Yeah. And genius, yes. Thank you, Love by Luna. They have amazing products. Please make sure to visit them at lovebyluna.co. You're going to find some great stuff there. So let's get into what's going on with Josh. As we said, you are a writer on one of the biggest shows on streaming platform right now, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. So I know we're going to talk a little bit about career. Guys, who wants to start us off? Well, you, my dear, are a Leo rising mm-hmm. with a Capricorn sun. So, you know, I, it's so funny because, like, I, I mirror a lot of that energy. So that's why I, that's why I think that, like, yeah. even though I've been following you online for at least over a year now, I've just been like, oh, my God, this person, <laughs> I really, like, vibe with you, you know? Oh, yeah, so, likewise. Yeah, great. Um, well, that's flattering. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, one thing that, you know, the way that I always like to look at two, both charts of everybody's energy so their their natal chart with their rising sign but then also their solar chart and see how they are connected and so for instance you know we are actually going into we have today we were in Taurus now and we're going to have a new moon in Taurus so on on May 4th coming up so when looking at Taurus energy which is also related to so it's related to your your fifth house of love and creativity Mm -hmm. But then it also, because of your Leo rising, it's always connected to your career. So that's why, that was the thing that was most fascinating to me, is that literally you are doing art and creating art 
and it's always going to make you famous. So if you follow that path, you will rise to the highest degree that you want, and it's it's valuing your skills. So you know, and we can see that tangibly in your life, and so it just really shows that you are in true. Uh, movement and in connection with your spirit and your life path. You know what's funny is I, for many years, was like a struggling playwright in New York and I had to keep a full-time job in advertising. And at a certain point, I said to myself, well, if this doesn't take off, that's fine. You know, I'll work in advertising and write plays on the weekend for free and that's fine. And as soon as I said that to myself, I got my first TV job and I made a movie with Danny DeVito. And it was like, <laughs> the universe was like, no, 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 no. Here, I will throw you a bone, keep you on this path. And so it like my life changed in one instant. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's amazing. And I think that happens with a lot of people, too. Like, that happened with me last year. I was like, you want to take me home to Cleveland? Fine. And they're like, nope, here you go. You can yeah. stay. Well, going back to these, these important dates here, uh, May 4th, like I said, is going to be a brand new opening in your career and in your either love life or creativity. Mm-hmm. So start big projects then at that point in time. However, it is going to culminate. Are you still going to be in the writer's room on May 4th? Yes, unless I get fired on May 4th. Oh. <laughs> it's <laughs> unlikely. It's a really, really good news. Oh, okay, good. But the big, uh, the biggest moment, at least for your creativity and your, your love life, but also creativity, is around November 12th. So okay. think about trying to like really launch something. Uh, there could be, you know, another season announcement. Or there, you know what I mean? Something, mm-hmm. you know, really big is going to happen in, in a crescendo moment for you then. But even, you know, knowing and planning for ahead for that, uh, that that's going to happen, try to use that energy to your advantage. So do a publicity campaign, you know, launch a podcast, go get on a podcast. Anything that you can court attention, it will bring you favor and fame. You mean start that on, on May 4th or in November? We'll start that in May 4th, and that's going to culminate around November 12th. Got it. But really plan for November 12th because you can, you know, step into the spotlight and grab the energy and be like, bitches, I am here. Done. As good as done. Uh, a cancer season will also be a huge highlight for you. You're mm-hmm. a Capricorn sun, cancer rising. There's going to be a, a Capricorn and, a, and can- a cancer eclipse. Cancer moon. Oh, cancer moon. Yeah, that's what I meant. Um, a lot of, a lot of the, that energy in today's episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah so there'll be two eclipses, um, the first one being in cancer, um, a solar eclipse, so a great beginning, and then the... That's, ju- that's July 2nd. That's July 2nd, and yeah. then July 16th, there's a Capricorn uh, total lunar eclipse, or actually, that's no, partial. The to- it's a total solar eclipse and a partial lunar eclipse. Um, so they're aspecting your, your natal planets, especially specifically your sun and your moon, your inner world, your outer world, your mm-hmm. emotions. Um, so similar to Taylor, what I said earlier, sh- major shifts happening every six months. Plus, there's all the Capricorn energy, and you're a Capricorn. Right. So you're redefining, you're, you're, you're transforming, you're, you're putting yourself out there in a very amazing way, and just you know have to, having to stay positive and move forward. And That's uh, a good time for me to start getting Botox. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but, but, but having, having a lunar eclipse on, in your, the sign of your, or a solar, in, in your sun sign, but it's going to be a huge culmination, um, thinking back to the, lunar, the solar eclipse in Capricorn this past uh, Capricorn, uh, Capricorn season. But having that solar eclipse in your moon sign, you can really implement uh, some sort of project or something with your relationship as well mm. um, that's going to be very deep mm-hmm. deep, uh, and, and personal to you Okay, will be uh, powerful. Well, one thing, you know, we were kind of talking about Jupiter before. So I, I you know, am very familiar with, with Capricorn energy. My brother is a Capricorn. 
the last person I loved was a Capricorn, so you know, obviously we follow what happens to them in the stars. Uh, but basically, right now, with, with Jupiter being in Sagittarius, it's in your 12th house. So everything that you're establishing in, in this point in time is all about laying, you know, figuring out like anything you need to heal or anything that you truly need on, on a soul level that can actually help tangibly manifest in the coming in the coming year. On December 3rd, Jupiter goes into Capricorn, mm -hmm. so all of next year is going to be, be a very massive, big point for you, launching yeah. you for the next 12 years of your life. Yeah, and I, and I think you're a zero-degree Capricorn, That's too. That's right, so yeah, Jupiter, the, on December 3rd, will leave, leave Sagittarius and be right Bam! on top of your sun, um, so you can be great... Um, year of expansion. Also, your, your Venus and Mercury are both in Sagittarius, so Jupiter's transiting there right now. Mm. Mercury is your mind, communication. Venus is your love nature, expanding um, anything there, and they're, they're both beneficial planets as well. Great. Um, yeah, an astrologer told me to, like two years ago that 2020 was like, that's going to be a major year for you. Huge. It's a big year for a lot of people, right? Plattern. Uh, plattern. <laughs> oh my god, I can't even say it. Saturn and Pluto uh, conjunction in January. Um, is going to be a major moment in history. Wow. I'm so excited. There's, it's just going to be a really lovely year. And I mean, there's going to be, there are going to be shifts and things that we're going to have to kind of really get over. You know, obstacles will come into every single person's life, but it's because it's actually transforming you again to rebuild the structures that are the most yeah. important for, you know, a huge, yeah. you know, movement of humanity even. Mm -hmm. As above, so below, so below as above. Mm -hmm. What happens at the collective level is something happening internally with all of us, and change has to begin with the individual and within them. It's an election year, too. Yeah. I just realized. Oh, with so. a Mars retrograde in Aries, mm. Venus retrograde in Gemini. Um, Mars will be retrograde during the election, going direct wow. just a, a week after the election. So, What does that mean? You know, it can mean a lot of things for... Specifically, I mean, I mean, Trump is a Mars rising, right? His Mars in Leo, and and Mars retrograding in its home sign of Aries is just extremely significant and similar to the energy of of last year with it going from Aquarius back into um, uh, Capricorn. It's really re, it's really re like reviewing um, how we're putting ourselves out into the world mm. and what's important. Do you know the degrees of? It's twenty. It, it goes direct. It goes direct on your ascendant. It, uh, it goes, it's like it's like twenty. I think it's like tw it's either tw it's like twenty seven, twenty eight, or twenty nine. It's like the end uh, of it or twenty six, and it goes back to like fifteen or sixteen. Okay. Well, we need to move on to our yeah. final segment, which is Bang Mary Kill. This is our first game of Taurus season, mm. and Aaron is going to be giving us our options. So. It's going to be an all-male option. Okay. And all, all, three men that I feel it's going to be very difficult to choose. Okay. First one, Niall DeMarco, David Beckham, okay. and mm. Henry Cavill. Ooh. Henry's a Taurus? Yeah. Bang me, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Um, who, who would like to go first? I think we should let Josh. Oh, okay. Uh, I would marry David Beckham because I feel like he's a good husband. Mm -hmm. I would bang Henry Cavill, obviously. <laughs> and I would kill uh, Niall DeMarco because I didn't know who he was until 30 seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs> he is very good looking, though. Yes, he is very good looking. Um, I'm going to say I will bang Niall DeMarco because he's very handsome and I, I love his eyes. And I would marry... 
David Beckham, yeah, because he seems like a good family man. He seems man. like a good dad. I love a Delph. Yeah, me too. Oh, and, you know, and those sleeves, too. I know. Oh. And I do love Henry Cavill, but I just have a feeling that he might be a little bit of a dog, so I want to stay away from that one. I think I want to marry Superman. So Henry is going to be giving me a ring. Okay. That's going to happen. And then David, I definitely agree with you guys on, you know, him seeing, like, husband material. But the thing is, all tourists just are. So, you know, I'm putting that out there, Los Angeles. Um, (laughs) So David is, yeah, I'm going to bang him. And then Niall, he can just, like, you know. Go away. Wait, did you just say that, did you just choose two people to bang? No, 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 Henry and Mary. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, I mean, you can't bang you know, all three of them. I have a lot of pent-up sexual tension, you guys, okay? <laughs> uh-huh. And you can at least get yours. Yeah, um, so I think I would marry Niall. I think he's he's sexy. Um, the other two, I think I'd bang David Beckham and kill Henry Cavill. Okay, yeah, I like this. Very you good. You know. I love it. All right. Well, thank you all so, so much for tuning in. And thank you, Josh, for being here. Um, thank we, you. What a joy. We had so much fun. And I really do love your work. So where can everyone follow you on social media? Or do you have anything coming up next you'd like to plug? Uh, the best place to find me is on Twitter. I'm at Joshua Conkle. And um, I don't really have anything coming up. But uh, season two of Sabrina's out. So please watch it on Netflix. Yes, binge it. It is fantastic. I like it even better than the first. Yay. All right, you guys can find me, Sam Davidson, at SamD43 on Twitter and Instagram. And make sure to follow us on Astro Peaky Radio. Email us, message us. We'd love to hear from you. Um, again, I'm Aaron LaFaro. You can follow me on Instagram at astrology underscore coach. Um, again, reach out if, you're, if you want a little more astrological insight. And I am Kyle Thomas, and you can find me on Instagram at M-R-K-Y-L-E-T-H. O-M-A-S. Thank you again for following us, and we look forward to all of the astro drama next week. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Astro Kiki Radio on the Left of Straight Radio Network. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Astro Kiki Radio, and you can also check us out on iTunes and Stitcher. Make sure to join us next week, and don't forget, we are the only E-News of Astrology.